Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. This is Stinchfield, the podcast. Happy to have you a long listen. The hypocrisy among the Democrats is so unbelievable. Every day, this is put on display. I want you to look no further than the case about Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, him with the gold bars and all the things going down. What happens with Bob Menendez? Um, every single Democrat is calling for his resignation. He may just be corrupt. He may be guilty of all the things they're saying. But why aren't they calling for the resignation of Joe Biden? Joe Biden, the evidence is far more overwhelming than Bob Menendez and far more greater money at stake than Bob Menendez. So we're going to play through the hypocrisy of all of that. And then a real special treat, Attorney General Ken Paxton of Texas, the man that was put through the impeachment ringer by rhino Republicans, Democrats, and the Bush family in Texas. Uh, He is back in office, back in action, and I did an interview with him earlier this week. We're going to play that for you uh, because it's so important to hear from him and the lessons we can learn, not just in Texas, but really across the country for what he went through and what the establishment, the elites put him through. So with that Let's get the party started. And again, my friends over at Midas Gold Group, so happy for them. 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com, MidasGoldGroup.com. Now's the time to put your money into precious metals. I'm grateful for them supporting this program. Again, MidasGoldGroup.com, MidasGoldGroup.com. All right, now let's get it started. Uncensored and unapologetic, this is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stinchfield. All right, folks, Grant Stinchfield here. GrantStinchfield.com is the website I want you to go to. Subscribe to the podcast, the email list there, uh, everything. You need to stay in touch and informed. God forbid we get canceled someplace. I need a way to get in touch with Stinchfield's army. So subscribing to the email list is a great way to do that. I appreciate it. Um, All right, so Bob Menendez comes out. And he's caught with gold bars, which, look, I just did a promo for Midas. I don't think there's anything wrong with buying gold. It doesn't make you a criminal, but the media jumps on that. He's got cash on him. Um, I've said before, you go to my safe in my house, you're going to find cash and you're going to find gold. You're going to find lots of ammunition. I guess if they raided me, they'd say, oh, he had gold bars and and X amount of dollars in cash and 2,000 rounds of ammunition. They'd make me out to look like the worst criminal ever, except all I really am is a freedom fighter. Now, I do believe I differ from Bob Menendez because they found a fingerprint on the envelope, at least one of them, allegedly, from one of the three businessmen that Bob Menendez was allegedly taking bribes from. But I want you to consider this. So Bob Menendez, the senator from New Jersey, is allegedly taking bribes from three New Jersey businessmen. And he collects anywhere between four hundred dollars and $600,000, depending on how you do the math, depending on what court filing you look at and who's reporting on it. So say you take the top level of $600,000. It looks like now the Bidens may have taken upwards of $50 million from foreign business entities. $50 million. That is, what, 100 times greater than Bob Menendez? Um, so, so you're looking at that and saying to yourself, which is, which is worse here? And then you look at the nefarious characters involved in both of these cases. And in the case of Bob Menendez, you get three New Jersey dudes. In the case of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, 
you've got Russian oligarchs involved in organized crime, Ukrainian oligarchs, the same thing. You've got Chinese businessmen who don't just happen to be Chinese businessmen, but connected to the highest levels of the CCP and even the spy agencies in China. Hunter Biden, at the behest of Joe Biden, was surrounding himself with some of the most dangerous evil men on the face of the planet. And yet Democrats want Menendez to step down and they don't care about Joe Biden. It just goes to show you their hypocrisy and that this is really all about politics. So look no further than Anna Navarro on The View, right? So Anna Navarro on The View comes out and this is what she says about the stunning allegations of Bob Menendez. This is personally hard for me, but you know, when I saw all the evidence, I get it, I'm, I'm shaken. I'm, I'm hoping against hope that there is some sort of logical explanation. So she says she's shaken by the allegations. Now, you're not shaken by the Hunter Biden allegations, the Joe Biden allegations, the, the documents of hundreds of suspicious wire reports of $250,000 wire that we just learned went to Joe Biden's house. Joe Biden's house. It has his address on it. That doesn't concern you? No. Anna Navarro is shaken by Bob Menendez. But when it comes to Joe Biden, it's apparently a love story. The Hunter Biden story, the scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And Joe Biden has never and will never give up on his son, son, Hunter, and will never treat him lesser than. A story of a father's love? Look, I'm sure Tony Soprano loved his son, too. His son in the in the series was too young to be involved in the mafia yet. But uh, I'm sure John Gotti loved, loved John Jr. But they're still running a criminal organization, okay? And, and in many respects, I've said this before. I actually feel sorry for Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden was trying to live in the shadow of his brother, Bo, who was far more successful than Hunter Biden ever was, far more um, with it than Hunter Biden ever was, living in the shadow then of his father and his brother. Uh, and then his and then his father throws Hunter Biden to the wolves, literally, when Hunter Biden's addicted to drugs, is a sex-crazed maniac, uh, making bad choices, a risk-taker, and... Joe Biden throws him to the wolves, Chinese spy chiefs, Chinese Communist Party members, Russian or organized crime oligarchs. Father sends him out. Go make the go make the family some money. The big guy again. Oh, by the way, Frank Biden now accordingly has been calling Joe Biden the big guy. Joe Biden has been known as the big guy. And remember, we had 10 percent for the big guy. But uh, no, we don't get we don't get any of that from them. So now you have all of this coming out. And remember when Joe Biden said he had no ties. Listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. Congresswoman Nancy May says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, you see what he's saying? Where's the money? What an arrogant SOB. Where's the money? Go find it. I dare you. You can't nab me because we hid the money good through 20 shell companies. 
So we found the loophole. We ran everything through my crack addict son. Keep me out of everything. Find the money. Go for it. I dare you. Now, again, a wire transfer with $250,000, a test wire transfer for $10,000 a couple days before, all using Joe Biden's address when it was proven by a couple other media organizations that Hunter Biden wasn't even living with his father at the time of that wire in 2019, not long before Joe Biden became president of the United States. We now know that Hunter Biden was working with Joe and Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, to have CEFC, this Chinese energy firm, buy a, an energy company, liquefied natural gas company in Louisiana to basically put them in charge of this port in Louisiana for the liquefied natural gas, put America at the mercy of China. That alone is treasonous. The email from Jim Biden says, as usual, we'll need your father's help for a few months. As usual tells me they've been doing this for a long time. So Joe Biden is here saying, I've never dealt with my son in business. That's a lot of evidence that he was. What about all the business meetings and, and uh, uh, visits to, to the vice president's quarters and also the dinners in Washington, D.C. on the conference calls? We know what happened. Come on. Yet, uh, when they talk about the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden... There's no evidence there, they say. They literally look at you when you know there's all that evidence, and and yet poor Bob Menendez is being called to resign. And I say poor Bob Menendez. I'm only saying this is he's not – he's corrupt, but not as corrupt as Joe Biden. So I'm only doing this to make a point. Just listen to the Democrats defend Joe Biden. There's no there there. And, in fact, it seems they know there's no there there. No evidence. None. He, that he did anything wrong. Uh, th- th- there's no evidence that has uh, turned up over the last seven months that Joe Biden is guilty of any criminal wrongdoing. And there's not a single shred of evidence that a single payment went to President Biden. Really? So again, we laid out all the evidence to you, the suspicious wire reports, the bank transfers, the 20 shell companies that don't make any sense, nine family members that have nothing to do with energy companies. Why are they making money? Hunter Biden being hired by Burisma, firing the prosecutor. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming. And again, I rattle it off and and these guys don't want to pay attention to it. So this to me is a serious, serious issue. Now, when it comes to Menendez, they have just the opposite take. But I do believe that it is in the best interest uh, for Senator Menendez to resign. It'd probably be a good idea if he did resign. But he is not entitled to to, to remain in the, the Senate, and he needs to go. A member of Congress who appears to have broken the law uh, is someone who I believe should resign. So there you have it. They all say he should resign, but Joe Biden, he's in the clear. He's free. It's a love story, as we say. Um, look, Menendez says he's not going anywhere. Uh, he says it's all a big uh, a big farce. So we shall see how all that plays out. I think the Democrats are worried about Menendez's seat in New Jersey. We see the world is outraged by what's going on. Inflation now is back up to its highest level in seven months. Gas prices back on the rise again. California pushing $7 a gallon. That's insanity, man. Insanity. So we see all of this stuff happening. Economy, stock market not doing great again. We back down. Um, They worry about Menendez's seat. I think this is why they're saying, hey, step down. 
Let's get somebody in there that can win. We don't need these corruption allegations uh, following us around, just as they're probably saying for Joe Biden as well. So we go from one legitimate impeachment, that would be the impeachment of Joe Biden, to an illegitimate impeachment, the impeachment of Ken Paxton, the attorney general in Texas. Well, he was acquitted. I'm going to get to an interview that I did with him on Real America's Voice this week. And uh, it's an important interview to play. And I want to play it for you. But before I do that, folks, I want to tell you about my friends over at Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant, 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. I want you to go there because Patriot Mobile is supporting all of the things that, that we support. First responders, members of the military, uh, our First Amendment right, our right to free speech. They're big defenders of life and liberty. And so uh, this is why I say where you spend your money says a lot about where you want the country to go. So when we talk about a parallel economy, Patriot Mobile is one of the companies that I want you to engage with when we talk about those parallel economies. Um, and I got a great deal for you. Go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant. Uh, use the promo code grant for free activation. And again, Patriot Mobile is the uh, company, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They are getting it done, and they're getting it done right. But I want to turn from one legitimate impeachment, the impeachment of Joe Biden, to an illegitimate impeachment, the impeachment of Attorney General of Texas, uh, the Attorney General there, Ken Paxton. Now, I want to turn to this impeachment because this impeachment was a total sham. It was concocted by Republicans in name only, rhinos working with Democrats to go after Ken Paxton with a vengeance. Why? Because Ken Paxton was winning. He was beating the Biden administration in court overwhelmingly. He was the most prolific fighter of leftist lunacy in the courts and winning. So they wanted to take him out. And then, of course, there's all the Bush connections. You know, George P. Bush ran against Ken Paxton and got his ass whooped by the attorney general. So they were all upset about that frothing at the mouth. So as I watch this case unfold, I want you to take a look at some of what happened here because it's backfiring. Here's a headline from NBC News over at KXAN. The headline reads, Texas GOP Executive Committee calls for Speaker Dade failing to resign in wake of Paxton impeachment. Well, he ought to resign because drunken Dade, as we call him, is the one that concocted this scheme working with Democrats. He's not a real Republican. Overwhelmingly, people want him to step down. And then, of course, there's the Bush connection to all of this. Let's just go through this, this little connection. Remember Johnny Sutton, this guy we told you about, who, who was a George W. Bush uh, U.S. attorney in Texas, appointed by him, now working at the Ashcroft Law Firm, working for the whistleblowers, coming out against Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, working for free for three years, really? Here's a little trip down memory lane from the trial. You've never paid Johnny Sutton a dime, have you? Not yet. You have some type of pro bono deal with him? No, I've not paid Mr. Sutton. Whoa. Who has? Nobody has. He's agreed to bill us at a future date. How much have you paid him so far? I have not paid Mr. Sutton anything. No, I don't know what I owe Mr. Sutton. He's recording his hours, it's my understanding. I have not received a bill from him. Did you understand Mr. Sutton to be a former U.S. attorney? Uh, I believe it was George W. Bush's administration. Uh, 
yeah, go figure. Look, Johnny Sutton, if, if we were Democrats, we'd be calling for him to be disbarred. Maybe he should because he's not clear on what he's charging his clients. That's like law 101 here. So what's going on? Well, joining me now to maybe shed some light on how all this unfolded is the man at the center of it all, our good friend, the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton. And yes, he is back, the Attorney General. General, it's great to have you on the program. Hey, great to be back. I'm so excited to be doing this. And by the way, Johnny Sutton has been working for them for three years with no fee agreement. And somehow, I've never heard of an attorney that doesn't have a fee agreement and doesn't bill for three years, and no one knows what he's charging and how long he's going to charge them. It's unheard of. There's a, this is pretty strange. All right, General, I probably owe you an apology because I had you come on this show a couple days before they impeached you. You called out Dave Phelan for being a drunk. You said he should step down and, and be impeached. And lo and behold... All hell breaks loose a few days after that. So my apologies if I had anything to do with all of this. <laughs> no. You know what? He, you know he was drunk. Everybody knows he was drunk. I think that was a legitimate request for the House to investigate him, especially he's, it's not the only time he's been drunk on the House floor. And for a speaker to be in that condition, leading the Texas House is unconscionable. He should be removed from office. And I think that's why over the weekend, that's one of the reasons why, among many, that the uh, executive committee of the Republican Party, which was made up of 62 members, I believe, representing every district in, in the state of Texas, voted overwhelmingly, I think it was 58 to 2, that he should resign. All right. So I think you had some of the greatest attorneys since Johnny Cochran and the OJ case. This, this Tony Busby, I'm going to play a clip for him talking about Dade Phelan. Uh, this is cut 12 for the folks back in the, in the, in the uh, studio. Um, let me play this and get your response to just, I thought they did a great job. Let's roll it. Dade Phelan got his feelings hurt. He was so drunk, so drunk handling the house business, knowing full well that they had no evidence to support an impeachment and they hadn't done their homework. When Ken Paxton says, hey man, you embarrassed the devil out of yourself. You should resign. They sped up the process and impeached this man. So I thought he did great. Your response to your attorneys, if I ever get in trouble, I'm calling Busby. <laughs> you know what? I had a good legal team. I think they did an outstanding job. I mean, we were, they had the advantage that we were right in the law and the facts. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of politics involved in this that go well beyond the law and the facts. But Tony did an excellent job. He's a great person, a great uh, attorney. Mitch Little, Dan Cogdell. Um, Judd Stone, Chris Hilton, the whole team was amazing. I had other lawyers who came from my office. No one ever knows that people actually left my office to help me. They didn't just leave to do these other crazy things. Well, General, let me get into some of the details now. Um, what was it like for you as such a great record as Attorney General in Texas, maybe the best record of any Republican in the fight against a, a Democrat administration, to all of a sudden have so-called Republicans turn on you, Democrats are turning on you, the media turned on you. What was that like every night? You put your head on your pillow. How did you deal with it? You know, I just try to get up every night uh, or get up every morning and just do what I could to help my cause. I, 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 spent, some, I spent a lot of time reflecting and praying. And, and I just said, you know what? The voters of Texas, I'd only been in office for four and a half months. In that third term, they put me there. And they entrusted this office to me. 
I did not want to give up or walk away. Uh, they were going to have to vote me out because the voters of Texas gave me a responsibility and I didn't, I wasn't going to take it lightly and I wasn't going to create uh, an environment where this is going to become the way that you get rid of people. They were going to have to prove their case and they were going to have to, they were going to have to win the political fight, which this turned out to be. And I, I wanted not to disappoint the voters of Texas. And that's why I stayed every day and fought this. And, you know, I was very fortunate. My, my wife was amazing. Angela, my kids were supportive. I had lots of friends. I was very fortunate that the people of Texas, I think, continue to speak out on my behalf, despite the fact that these politicians decided they wanted to get rid of me. So one of the reasons why I would cover the story at length on this program, my radio show in Los Angeles and my podcast was not just because I wanted to support your cause, but I thought this was a message the rest of the country needs to hear and see. If this can happen in Texas, it can happen anywhere. Most people think, oh, the, the, that Austin is controlled, Austin, the legislature, is controlled by Republicans. It's a red state. But yet Democrats have such a, a control over this. What can you tell folks around the country what we can learn from, from this case in your impeachment? Well, it's, it's easy to think that because it's easy to think that, that we control everything. It's not true. The Texas House, I was in it for 10 years, so I know how it works. There are 150 members. The Democrats are very shrewd. They block votes. So they take their 65 votes at the beginning of session. They commit it to the Republican that will give them the most. That guy this time was Dave Phelan. And so all he needs then is to accumulate 10 other votes and he's speaker. And so people think, well, it was the Republicans that did this. No, this was the Biden administration going to the House Democrats saying, when you get Phelan elected as a Republican speaker, we want you to go after Pax and we want you to impeach him. So this was the deal that they cut. And the media, of course, is never going to tell you that story. They're going to hide it and say, make it look like, well, the, you know, it's Republicans and the Democrats doing this. The reality was the Democrats inspired it. They, the Republicans decided to do it because that's where his power base comes from. And then, of course, you had the Bushes, the George P. side and Karl Rove and that group. We've kept them out of office and they joined the crowd. So what can we do to prove the Biden administration stuck their nose in this, worked with Republicans in name only, these rhinos, and their Democrats in the House. Is there a way to prove that so the rest of the country sees it? So what, what gave it away for me, I mean, the, the things like this, coincidences don't happen like this. Um, the House investigators, there were five of them, three, three Republicans, two Democrats. And uh, they had four attorneys who were investigating me secretly. Two of those attorneys came from the Department of Justice, one of them directly, like sent over from the Department of Justice. That is not an accident. That doesn't happen randomly where Republican House hires Democratic Department of Justice lawyers to come help them. That's the indication to me that the Biden administration was a part of it because they sent part of their team to come help the Republican speaker make this happen. All right. Well, it certainly makes sense because when they look, when I look at what they're doing to President Trump, who was winning against them, when they look at what they're doing to you or tried to do to you, uh, it all makes sense that they that they would do this. And it's fascinating to hear you tell the story about DOJ investigators now coming to work for, you know, a group that's supposed to be Republicans. Um, you mentioned the Bushes. I'm going to play one more clip from from Tony Busby talking about the Bushes at trial. And I want to get your reaction to this. George P. Bush decided, let me re-up my law license because maybe I can be the attorney general now. I couldn't beat him in a, in, a, in a fair fight. Maybe I can beat him here. 
And every one of these so-called whistleblowers, which are nothing but disgruntled ex-staffers, they all hired the same lawyer who just happens to be in the Ashcroft Law Firm, who just happens to be a protege of the Bush regime. The Bush era ends today. Bush era ends today in Texas. So for some context, those whistleblowers go to the FBI around the same day George P. Bush goes to re-up his law license. Talk about coincidence, no such thing, right, Attorney General? And, uh, it was, and the Bush's it, role in all of this. What do you make look, of their you, role? I was actually the one that noticed this. I had asked my team to find out when he got his license, when he asked for his license. And it turned out it was the exact same day. It was October 1st, of the, whatever that year was, 2020, I think, or 21. And it was, it was that exact day. I didn't even know that they were going to the FBI. I found out later that day, the same day he was applying for his license, which he had not, had not had for almost 10 years. Is this some random thing? Now, Johnny Sutton's representing all these guys. He's friends with the Bushes. George P. just happens on, on some random day that I'm getting this text message, which isn't public for several days that this is going on, that he randomly goes and asks for his law license. I think he thought that I was going to be out, that I would resign, and that he would be in play to be appointed as the next attorney general. That doesn't just happen. It, it goes along with the Department of Justice sending their lawyers over to come take me out. Well, um, as Tony Busby says, there are no coincidences in Austin. That goes for D.C. It probably goes for every state capital around the country. Um, and I believe that was not a coincidence. Lastly, on the Bushes, is the Bush family name dead in Texas? I tell you, it holds no weight with me, sadly. I, I had great respect for George W. Bush along the way. I've lost a lot of that respect. What they did to you here, I've lost even more of it. Your thoughts? No, I don't. I think they're still hanging around. I think George P. still wants to run statewide. I, I think Karl Rove is, is is very much involved in this state, trying to target conservative Republicans, and uh, he's not going to stop. and And he was very much involved in this. He he wrote op eds about me. He was working with Texans for Lawsuit Reform, which is controlled by Dick Weekly and Dick Travolsi, and those guys were all working together with the whistleblowers. This was a concerted effort with the Biden administration, this kind of woke corporate group, the Texans for Lawsuit Reform. And then you've got the Bushes involved. So they all work together to make this happen. And, and the, we've got the emails and text messages to show the connections. Well, uh, President Trump said he would be our retribution if he gets back in the office. Attorney General Ken Paxton, I would ask you, please be our retribution after all of this. I can promise you this. We're back. We're fighting the Biden administration. We're also going to focus on some of these House members who... Who are, who are not deserving of coming back. And so that's the legitimate process. We go after them in elections. And I'll be out there campaigning, telling people exactly what happened. I'll be in Dave Phelan's district. I'll be in Andrew Murr's district. I'll be in other districts to tell the people, to tell the story. And that's the way it's supposed to happen. It's supposed to go to the voters, not this crazy impeachment yeah. stuff that they made up in the Texas House. Well, Attorney General Ken Paxson, I'm glad you're back. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the program today. All right, so that's Ken Paxton, and uh, again, an important interview. I think if this can happen in a state like Texas, it's supposed to be red. It can happen in any state across the country, and in fact, we see this. Um, I don't know if you heard about this story about Georgia. State Senator Colton, um, they want him out of there. Uh, But before I I tell you about that story, 
I want to tell you about my friends over at Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com, MidasGoldGroup.com. Now is the time to put your money into precious metals. 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD. Midas Gold Group, I trust them. I know these guys. In fact, I just had dinner with them when I was out in California uh, for our town hall. Just had dinner with the Midas Gold Group guys. They're fabulous. So many of our listeners and viewers, Stinchfield's Army has been going to Midas Gold Group, using them to diversify their portfolio into precious metals. Also, the privacy protection that precious metals, only precious metals can afford you with the privacy protection. We look at a global digital currency. We want the government now is pushing for a digital currency. All of this is to track your spending. Gold is the way to go. Uh, Talk to the guys over at Midas Gold Group about it. Again, veteran-owned. I love these guys. Trust these guys. MidasGoldGroup.com. 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD. All right, so we see what happened to Ken Paxton. Now I'm telling you what can happen in other states. Georgia, the Republican caucus in the Georgia Senate, the state Senate, is now looking to oust Senator Colton. Why? Because he wanted to call a special session to have an investigation into Fannie Willis, this radical district attorney in Georgia who's going after President Trump and all of his confidants. Um, He wanted to think about defunding her, even impeaching her. Well, Governor Kemp didn't like the idea. Why? Because Governor Kemp is, quite frankly, a rhino, Republican in name only. He's very squishy. And uh, him and Trump are not getting along great. So they have voted to remove him from the Republican caucus. Why? You can't have your own opinion. You can't offer up ideas. These are ideas that make America great again. America first conservatives love the idea of a Senator Colton uh, calling a special session, getting the governor to call a special session to look into this radical district attorney who's breaking the law on every level. They oust him in Georgia. Georgia used to be a deep red state. Now it's not. I don't even know if Republicans will win a statewide race again there. Now, I know we messed up the Senate races pretty good, but it's important that we stand firm in that state and push back against tyranny. And what Fannie Willis is doing is weaponizing her her agency, go figure, taking the cues from the DOJ. And by the way, I like Jim Jordan's idea, the congressman from Ohio. I like his idea to investigate what was the DOJ's role With Fannie Willis, what colluding did they do to go after President Trump? Now, I can't go after Governor Kemp too hard because I'm going to need Governor Kemp. If, God forbid, President Trump is convicted of these charges in Georgia, he wins the presidency. He can't pardon himself on state charges, so he's going to need the governor to pardon him. Will Governor Kemp pardon President Trump? He ought to take a pledge right now saying no matter what happens in Georgia, he will pardon them. And then you look and see what a waste of taxpayer dollars this whole thing is. And speaking of that, Fannie Willis has only prosecuted 60 cases in all of 2023, her DA's office in Atlanta. 60 cases. There are 500 cases awaiting trial that have not been adjudicated. 500 cases. The thought is she's spending all her time on President Trump and this phone call to the Secretary of State that she is ignoring what her office is supposed to be doing, and that's prosecuting real criminals in Fulton County, Georgia. We also know that the jail is overcrowded. 
uh, and, and it's in disrepair. I think all the money is being spent to go after President Trump. That's ridiculous. Think about that. 60 cases in a city like Atlanta. I promise you where I broadcast from, Dallas, we, we have a radical district attorney. But I think even in Dallas, they're probably prosecuting more than 60 cases a week. Not a year. 60 cases a week. But that's what you get coming out of Georgia. All right, folks. Um, don't forget my friend over at MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell can use your help. MyPillow.com forward slash grant. Use the promo code grant. Get up to like 50% off on many products that uh, are all great. I love the slippers. I've got the Giza sheets. I use the pillow. In fact, I just got my son another pillow, uh, the My Pillow king size. And uh, they're running great deals on everything all the time. As long as you have the promo code grant. Great gifts. All right. And it's not too early to start, is it? To start shopping for Christmas? I don't know. Maybe it's a little early for that. But why not use the promo code while the deals are still great right now over at MyPillow. And again, Parallel Economy, Mike Lindell can use our help. MyPillow.com forward slash Grant. Use the promo code Grant. And again, GrantStinchfield.com. Sign up for the email list. Subscribe to the podcast, please. If you're watching this video, hit the like button and share it on whatever media platform you're watching. If you're watching live on Facebook, you can share it right now. Getter, Rumble, same thing. So uh, please share this video, and uh, I would be so grateful for you for that. I'm always grateful for your membership in Stinchfield's Army and watching the podcast and the Real America's Voice show, where I'll see you later tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern time there. And, uh, and don't forget about my radio show. We've been streaming that as well from um, 9 to 12 Eastern time. Uh, so that's great. A lot of Stinchfield available on all the social media platforms. Um, I know you love that, right? Uh, I, I know I do. All right. Stinchfield's Army Rolls. Thanks to all of you. Again, we'll see you tonight on the Real America's Voice show.